Yo, what's good? This is your boy Derek Branch here of the Strike Seven Sports Podcast. In today's episode, we're gonna start things off by talking about the latest news concerning Bears quarterback for right now, Justin Fields, as the reports have been, you know, swirling for the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks. Pretty much since dating back to last season, that the reports have been coming out, you know. You know, bits and pieces about him possibly being traded to another team. And now that the Bears season is over, the, the NFL season is over, you know, we're going to a new year, a new league year, 2024. NFL draft is um, two months away. The combine is about to start up. And the nose is starting to circulate on where Justin Fields can possibly end up. And Two teams right now that have, you know, come to mind, two teams that seem to be in seem to been to be connected to Justin Fields going to, to uh, joining them is the Atlanta Falcons and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now there has been some talk about maybe New England could get involved as well, but me personally, I don't think that's the right place for him. And not not knocking Jared, Jared Mill or anything like that, but I just think that they're in the they're in the prime position to draft a quarterback. They got a lot of cap space. They got a chance to draft, you know, a guy like a Jaden Daniels or Drake May. Stay where you at and draft that quarterback and start and restart your um your rebuild your rebuild because that's what that team needs. But in regards to this this conversation. We're going to discuss, we're going to break down which between the Steelers and the Falcons, which team is the, well, I, I, which, which team is the better fit, fit for him in regards to having success and having, and having, for him having a chance to live up to his billing, live up to his upsides as a, you know, franchise quarterback. So we're going to start things off with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Falcons, as you know, got, you know, there's been a talk about the narrative around the Atlanta Falcons is they just need a quarterback. They're a quarterback away from being really good. They're a quarterback away from possibly being, you know, a Super Bowl contender. Kind of similar to how um, things played out in Tampa Bay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they had they were drafting high for consecutive years. Finding guys like, you know, Mike Evans, Devin White. You already had Levante David, you know, um, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis Jr., you know, but Carl, you know, Chris Godwin, Cameron Bray. But, you know, things weren't selling at the quarterback position and the narrative started to grow. To grow. They need a quarterback. Get a quarterback, they could be really good, contend for a championship. Out with Jameis Winston, brought in Tom Brady. Y'all know the rest. And ever since, they've been winning. They've been NFC South champions three times. But that could be the same route for the Atlanta Falcons. You know, you got Kyle Pitts, who you took really high in the draft. Got B. John Robinson last year. Drake, Lon Drake London the year prior, I believe. Wide receiver. Um, really good run. Um, to guy also got Tyler Algier, the running mate, 
Um, next, next to um, B. John Robinson. Defense legit. Got a new head coach, Raheem Morris. He hires um, Zach Robinson, who is come who comes from, you know, the Sean McVay coaching tree. Ran that offense down there, and I'm, I'm the plan. I'm assuming the plan is to have the same imprint with the with the Falcons as he did with the Rams in regards to that system. And NFC South next season is going to be – it's not going to be a really good division again. It's just not. Um, got Dave Canales taking over in Carolina to hopefully, you know, coach up Bryce Young because um, they give up a lot for him to get Bryce Young and they need somebody that could come in and ride the ship on that team. You know, you got Tampa Bay who possibly could lose – Devin, um, Devin White and uh, Mike Evans, you know, Baker Mayfield is also due for a new contract. So, and also the, the guy that played a huge part in Baker Mayfield's growth last year, his breakout year, is now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Dave Canales. So, you know, you lose, you may lose a lot with Tampa Bay and the Saints, you know, a lot is to be determined, you know. Dennis Allen is on the hot seat, but you got a new offensive coordinator. Um, still have Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara. You know, Michael Thomas may be um, shipped out. Well, I won't say shipped out, but released. Um, who else? Marshawn Lattimore might be gone as well. So there's some cert- uncertainty there, you know. So on paper, I, I think – the Falcons could be the best spot for Justin Fields because that's a really, um, I would say, a winnable division. You know, all you need is right the right QB and the right head coach, and you're going to run away with the NFC South. You just are. You know, you just got to um, put it all together, put all the talent together, have the right QB, right quarterback, right QB, right coach, you'll win the South. You know, but on to the Steelers. Now, I won't say, I wouldn't say that he will not have success with the Steelers because I know he's in a, a tougher division. You're going to a division with Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow comes off an injury. You know, Cleveland, you know, got a really good defense, you know, running game. Um, Deshaun Watson, tougher division, but it's still winnable. It's still you still can win that division. You still can have success in the AFC without winning that division. You can still get to the playoffs because Steelers just did that with um, Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. The thing about the Steelers is that that roster is stacked, and um, if you make a comparison. Between Steelers roster and the Falcons roster, I will lean towards the Steelers because, um, you know, I think they have the better defense and they may have the better personnel. You know, you got George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, wide receivers, you know, free, Pat Fremont, running back uh, position is just solid. Two got two reliable guys, Najee Harris. You know, 
defense, you know, you TJ Watts, you got your TJ Watts out there, um, Mika Fitzpatrick, you know, you got a really solid roster. And you can make that same argument of the Steelers being a quarterback away from being really good. The Steelers being a quarterback away from being a potential Super Bowl contender. So, and he also has Mike Tomlin, who's who has who is known to have success. Who is a successful head coach who has a successful track record of competing for Super Bowls, winning the Super Bowl, compared to Raheem Morris. So, I mean, he can still have success, man. But to me, I think if he want, I mean, it depends. It, it depends on the offer. It depends on which team gives up the best package for to get Justin Fields. So I think I think you know I would lean Falcons because the ease of access, the ease of winning the NFC South. But the Steelers are not too far off. Because he is going to get good coaching, man. He is. He, with the Steelers, that is a really good franchise. They've had their Mike Tom. Mike Tom has had made his missteps along the way. And I think one of them was drafted Kenny Pickett, not really addressing the offensive line, you know. But I think he. I think the hiring of um, Arthur Smith, former Falcons head coach, is going to be a game changer for them. Because the last time I checked, when Arthur Smith was a coordinator with Tennessee Titans, they were really good. Ryan Tannehill had his best years under Arthur Smith. You know? So, the potential is there. And Ryan and Arthur Smith, I believe Arthur Smith runs an offense that is tailor-made for Justin Fields to have success. To have success. So the potential is there for him to be a really good football player. For the the potential is there for Steelers to be really good with Justin Fields on the center. Now, I was I want to I'll segue to this. Now, what is going to cost the teams to give up in order in order to land Fields? Now I've been hearing talk about. He's a first. He's worked a first round pick. I'm like, first round pick. He hasn't did anything. This ain't to knock Justin Fields, but this is these are facts. He hasn't been. He hasn't really accomplished anything on the field to warrant um being worked a first round pick. If we're being honest, you know um. Stats, I mean, he is, uh, in regards to a dual threat aspect, numbers are really good. But he didn't get the bears to the playoffs, you know, nowhere near the playoffs, you know. So I don't think he's worked a first-round pick. But if they can, if, if, if Bears GM Ryan Poles is able to get a first or a second for him, I say this on social media the other day. I think he's GM of the year. Do this GM of the year, you get a first round pick for 
Justin Fields to give in return to give up Justin Fields to another team. Because if you get that that Atlanta, I think Atlanta picks at ten. No, Atlanta picks at yeah at ten, I believe. I'm not mistaken. In the um, NFL draft, if you can get that that first round selection from the Atlanta Falcons, you get that first round pick. That would be a huge steal. It's being honest. Let's be honest. You know. You know what I'm saying. So. I think he should go. A team should give up no later than um, a second or a third round pick for Chester Fields. That's what I think should be given up for him. No, the Falcons pick at eight. My bad. They pick at eight. If you, if they could get the Bears could get, if the Bears could get Atlanta's first round pick number eight, at number eight, that would be huge. You know, but I think personally he's gonna go for at least a second or a third. Second or a third. You know. Um things just didn't work out in Chicago, man. Things just didn't work out for Justin Fells. Because historically that franchise has never um it's never been able to produce a franchise quarterback. He never have, you know, and, you know, it just, it just that some teams are like that, you know, Bears are known for great defensive play, you know, and great run, great play, great uh, production out of running back position. Um, you, if you're a linebacker, a safety, a pass rusher, a running back, a defensive tackle. Any, pretty much any of those positions on any of any of those positions on the defensive side of the football, the Bears is the place for you because that's where all their resources are, their resources seem to be committed at on that side of the football. And a lot of teams are like that. Are like that. You know, the Giants, the Steelers. You know. That's just where the money goes historically for those teams. That's the culture that has been that has been established with those organizations because it was established back in the eighties, you know, back in the eighties, the seventies, and if the people that are in charge, the ownership and all that, wants to thinks that's the way to go, so they continue doing it. But the Bears got to get this right, you know, because. You got a chance to draft a game-changing QB in um, Caleb Will Caleb Williams, and you know let Justin Fields go about his business to another franchise, to another team. You know, me personally, I think um, Caleb Wills Caleb Williams is being uh, paired with a lame duck coach and um, Matt Eberflus. You know, I think they should have, you know, cut ties after this past season. But I don't know if the fit's gonna work. I don't know if I don't know if Williams, Caleb Williams, and uh Eva Poots are gonna mesh together. I don't. You know what I'm saying? You might they should have just prepared him with paired fields with the next a new head coach, you know. 
But I think for for Eber Flutes to keep his job beyond beyond twenty twenty four, I think that they're going to um they gotta have I think the Bears might need to have a a year similar to what happened with uh a year a year similar to what uh the Houston Texans went through with CJ Stroud where they qualified for the playoffs or possibly win the NFC South NFC North. That may need to happen. Other than that, man, I don't think uh, Ibu Flu uh, survives past 2024. We'll see how it play out. So there's that. So I think overall, to close it out, I think on paper, I think the Atlanta Falcons are the better Atlantic spot, Atlantic spot for Justin Fields in the future. But the Steelers aren't too far, aren't too far behind just because the, the history of the organization the culture that's been established, Mike Tomlin, you know, the great defense. You got TJ Wild, the weapons you got on the outside, Pickens, Deontay Johnson, the running game. You got pieces out there to be successful, and the coaching is there. You know, the play calling is there for him to be able to go, you know, blow for blow with quarterbacks like quarterbacks like Joe Burrow twice a year. Lamar Jackson twice a year, Deshaun Watson, the talent is there for that. So I think, you know, overall, Falcons are the better, the better landing spot for him. But Steelers aren't too far off from them. So we'll see how it play out going forward. All right. So we're gonna segue, we're gonna segue to the next topic on um the podcast tonight, and that's CFP officials. Discuss uh, the idea, the possibility of expanding to a 14 team playoff in 2026. So I'm going to just go up and uh, pull this article written by Pete Dammel, college football writers, and uh, Pete Dammel and Heather Dinich. The idea of a 14 team college football playoff starting in 2026 was discussed at the CFP meetings in Dallas on Wednesday. Just months before the start of the first season with a 12-team playoff, CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock acknowledged the idea was discussed but declined to provide specific details, saying there's work still to be done. With CFP officials pushing to finalize the deal for a television contract for the next eight years, three lingering issues remain unresolved. Access, distribution of money, and governance, Hancock said, the issues need to be resolved within the, within the next month. CFP official CFP management commitment committee, which is made up of the commissioners and an incoming Notre Dame athletic director Pete Bavacqua, met Wednesday and discussed potentially expanding the field after the current contract runs out, following 2025 season. According to the sources, the most dominant discussion of a new model revolved around a 14-team playoff, and CFP leaders left Wednesday meeting feeling there was momentum. The bump from 12 to 14 teams, as opposed to 16, would most likely, mostly address the issue of access rather than, rather than finances. Officials will still need to discuss how a 14-team playoff will split up uh, automatic qualifiers. For example, could the Big Ten and SEC get as many as four automatic bids? Those early discussions were had were had Wednesday with no definitive conclusions. All right, so let me just cut it off right there. I mean, I'm not really surprised by this because 
we knew it was going to always come down to this. You know, um, before this, you know, there were people, there were, you had the 14 team, the 14 playoffs. Then, you know, people complained about the 14, 14 playoffs because somebody was getting laughed out. So now we had 12 teams. Now, me personally, I think 12 is enough, but this is about money, man. This is about the NCAA or whoever, the CFP, trying to, you know, make make money, make up the money from, you know, just because the athletes now, the players are now making money from NIL. This is a money. This is about money and ratings, man. You know, I think twelve is enough. You know what I'm saying? Um, regardless of, of what they do, there's always going to be controversy. There's always going to be people with these agendas and these these narratives about which teams got left out, which team is getting is getting screwed up, or which team shouldn't belong there. That's gonna always be there. You know, but. 14 teams, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of teams in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, for the, for the 14 teams, what I mean, should they, what's going to happen to the Bulls? You know what I'm saying? Because I just think it's a big mess if you have in the 14-team playoffs in the bowl games. And we saw how bad the Bulls look this past season. You know, it was only a handful of bowls that that were, you know, highly competitive and I would say mess up into the team. You know, but I think personally 12 is enough, man. 12 team playoff is enough. I felt like eight was enough, you know, because with this NIL going around, um, even if you're like a, a mid-major program, or you know, a, you know, you're you're in, a, you're in a power conference, but you don't have the the brand recognition as some of these uh, bigger programs. If you got somebody, so you got some big time donors about backing you, you go out and spend cash in the off season and during the transfer portal, and and, and build your squad <laughs> and compete for a playoff spot. That's that's one of the positives I take from this. You know, teams can't, you know, the blue blood programs, they still got the money and all, they still got the resources to do it, but I don't see them like constantly restocking their rosters like that. Well, I won't I won't say that, but I see other program style competing with them for these big time players, these big time recruits. The big the B the uh, excuse me, the the big name um, transfer portal prospects. You know, you just got to play your cards right. But this is about money, man. This is a, this is a money grab, man, to, you know, you know, build more revenue from these uh, TV deals. This is what this is, you know. But either way, man, I'm not appalled by it. I'm not really, you know, disgusted by it uh act like I'm, you know, so 
upset that they're making they have these these playoff games, these extra playoff games. You know, because at the end of the day, it's all about entertainment. You know, all about entertainment and ratings and, and numbers. You can't do that. Nobody's gonna watch. But with this format going forward, people are gonna watch it. And yes, there will be upsets in this in the stuff. It will have upsets during the playoffs. I don't think it's gonna be like where people, you know, people saying, "Well, or, or well, Alabama and you know Georgia and Texas is gonna run through it." No, it's gonna be games where some of those teams don't show up. It will be. So we'll see how it play out going forward, man. Um, Most likely it's going to be 14 teams, you know. I think it will be. And I won't be surprised if we get up to, to 16 to 18 teams. I wouldn't be surprised if the um the power conferences separate from the NCAA all together and just form their own league. And it, and it bees, I think it, it becomes something like a, our actual – Minor league system. Who knows? Who knows how it'll play out, but we'll see. We'll see, man. But I think it's going to be a 14-team playoffs once it's all said and done. So we'll see. All right, that's all that for y'all for right now, man. Give me a like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Let me know if you've listened to this through YouTube. If you listen to this through um, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, five-star rating, leave a review. Share your thoughts on the, the topics I talked about tonight. Also, check out StrikeSelfSports.com for latest content on the NFL and college football content. Have a blessed day. Peace. I'm out.